It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia. That, of course, is Scott Bogman, and it's you. And today, it's all about college football. That's right. I had a week off, so special thank you to Bogman for uh, being able to uh, hold the fort down without me. I know that was probably very easy to do, but I thank him anyway. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we're going to recap what happened in Week 10 in college football and look ahead to Week 11 already some fun things going on here boggs i missed you it is good to see you again this week my friend i don't like going a, a certain period of time without talking to you it just that's feels right weird. yeah oh uh any anything over a week is too much so we're, mm-hmm. we're right at the cutoff here yes so six I days like i think yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I missed you too. Uh, luckily my guy, Nick was able to fill in. We had a good time uh, talking about these games. Didn't like being host though. I, I like being analyst uh, on these more, more than host. So, um, you know, back to, back to normal. I, I'm happy. Yes. Back to normal. And as you can see, also, he's got the uh, Vince young Jersey hung up oh, yeah. now. He's got the fancy soundproofing. Look at you getting all big time on me, Scott. Trying Bogman. to be a professional, you know, trying. <sighs> Let me know how that works out. I'm still trying as well. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's do a college football show and let's first talk about what we learned from week 10. I got to tell you, when I got back from my little mini vacation with the children for a couple of days, uh, I did catch some of the highlights from this Purdue game. And one of my favorite plays that I've seen all year in college football was that little trick play that they ran where they, yeah. they fake hand off one way, hand off the other way, throw the quarterback and five offensive linemen in front of that guy. <laughs> and I'm watching this and I'm looking at it saying to myself, well, that is spectacular play design. Look at this five guys in front of the one with a giant wall. You couldn't draw it up better than that. And look, Purdue's kind of like the, uh, the Kingslayer these days. They are. They're the big game hunters is what mm-hmm. I've been calling them. They take like down that. number two, Iowa. They take down number three, Michigan State. So they're a lot of fun to watch. And they got another opportunity this week against Ohio State. So we'll see if the uh, big game hunting streak can continue here for them. I think that's a lot to ask, but I don't want to blow mm-hmm. what we're doing next in the show. I want to tease that <laughs> around. Anything else that you uh, learned from week 10? from uh, watching those games. I mean, Bama, Ohio state and Cincy all survived another scare, you know, uh, <laughs> since he just like, ever since everyone's been complaining about them not being number two in the CFP poll, they have played like garbage. So it's still winning. And, and I think they're up to five now, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they're up there. Bama, look, Bama is still very, very good, but they're not the, you know, bulletproof Alabama team that we've been used to over the last few seasons. So, um, you know, Georgia seems to be that team. And mm-hmm. Ohio State, Ohio State had beaten everyone by 21 points at, since the Oregon loss and then played, you know, Nebraska hung with them that whole game. And uh, that's my fault. It's because I put them in my uh, in my article this week. <laughs> so I'm going to take the brunt of that this week. I think they'll get back on, on track eventually here. But uh, th- those were all pretty big ones. And then the one that pissed me off the most, Joe, was um, TCU upsetting Baylor after firing their head coach and having a first-time starting quarterback. And Baylor's been ranked. They've been uh, great this whole year, and they completely blow that game to TCU. And I was just like, well, of course this happens. And Nick even warned me about it. He said, well, you know, the teams that fire their head coach, I was just going to say, they've been responding I mean, with wins. Bogman, and you're I was a football like, guy. On. I'm a football guy. 
Every time you fire a head coach, it's like an automatic W. Whether it's the NFL, whether it's college, it's crazy. You need a, you know, what Baylor some teams should do is so just fire much. a head coach every single week and they'll be undefeated. <laughs> Baylor's so much better than TCU, though. Like, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I know the trend, but come on, it's Baylor and TCU. I know it's a road game, too. It didn't work. Uh, the part of the reason why I had, a, a you know, two games below 500 week here, uh, tied for my worst week at three and seven, but still over 500 for the year. So, uh, we will get better. And I still trust my logic. You know, a lot of those games I missed by a hair here and a hair there. So, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Everyone has those weeks, but, uh, we will get better this week for sure. Well, look, I wasn't here, so it might as well never have happened. So oh, let's that's just turn right. The page. Yeah. So okay. if I'm not here, it doesn't exist. That's why I always say, let's <laughs> talk about the games that Bogman likes this week for week 11. Let's start with North Carolina at 25th ranked Pitt. Pitt is six and a half favorites in this one. The number 73, pretty big number here, Boggs. Uh, do you think this can, uh, live up to the hype? Well, I stupidly took the under uh, on the UNC Wake Forest game <laughs> last week, and I'll never do that again. So definitely take the over 73 here. Uh, you know, uh, they, they went over 100 UNC and Wake last week. I don't think they're going to get to that total this week, but Pitt is 7-2 and two against the spread. UNC is 4-5, and five, uh, but they're 6-3 and three to playing to the over. Pitt is also 7-2 and two to playing to the over, which is why I think this game will go to the over. But I think in terms of playing this game against the spread, uh, you know, both these teams very, very good on offense. Pitt uh, first in scoring. U- UNC 11th in scoring. But Pitt is 45th in scoring defense, and UNC is 110th. So it's pretty easy. Uh, Pitt and the, the fighting Kenny Pickett's uh, for the Panthers here. So uh, I, I think the Panthers win this one going away, but I do also think that this game goes over this giant. It's the biggest total of the week. And I think it's, I goes say, it's, a, it's a giant number. So if this goes over, this is one everybody should be watching because it's going to be entertaining football. Thursday night game, man, it's going to yeah. be on, you know, uh, you want to watch that or do you want to watch Baltimore and Miami? I think I might rather watch Pitt and UNC. I do like watching Lamar, but uh, I'm tempted. I'm tempted with the 73 number. That's why I'm I have not- two screens in here. <laughs> So I can watch both. <laughs> what happened? You know, picture in picture was like a thing when I was growing up as a kid. I was going to be the big technology. And then I remember having a TV in the early 2000s that had it. And now you, you never see that anymore. I don't understand. Why can't you split four screens on a big 75 inch TV now? I don't know why you can't do that. I mean, maybe you can, but I feel like the maybe something with the cable companies and the box, it's just not something they offer. It's like you they can want DVR you to buy more TVs. Somebody yeah. at the TV company got together with somebody over well, the TVs game are company. also so cheap. Why wouldn't you uh, buy yeah. them? You know, that's true. But I mean, space, <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> why. Just, why, if I have a giant TV, why can't I just split the screen four ways? Anyway, that's true. these are problems that need solving. Also, these are first problem, world problems. For these sure. are first world problems. These are definitely people problems. <laughs> All right, number nine, Michigan at Penn State. Uh, Penn State, really? favorite in this one by half a point they're but, at home yeah. i don't care they're terrible no i'm i'm sick of penn state i don't care anymore 48 and a half they're penn state so they'll still get a bowl game invitation but they're dead to me i'm over it are they dead to you here is i mean can't we just take number nine michigan and call it a day here i mean that's what i'm doing you know okay. michigan seven and two against the spread penn state six and three though they're good against the spread but this one's easy Michigan for me. Penn State is a one-dimensional offense. 25th in passing, 117th in rushing. Uh, Michigan is ninth against the pass this year. I think that's the big disconnect in this game. Home field advantage is enormous for Penn State, though. So uh, I do think this is going to play closer 
Uh, I mean, 90% of cash when I looked this up, uh, you know, late last night was on Michigan. So I understand people taking Michigan. I think it's going to be close. Uh, and I wouldn't say Michigan is great on offense and Penn state is still really good on defense, but they've been trying out new stuff, man. You know, they tried new personnel. They tried to pass the ball a little bit more. They've been mixing in um, JJ McCarthy, the backup quarterback as well, just to get something different, which I don't really like mixing the quarterbacks, but they're trying things, which is very unlike Harbaugh and Michigan. And mm-hmm. that's why I like them in this game. I think they win this one, uh, but I do think it plays very, very much closer than you expect. But I mean, if you're watching this game, you got to watch Jahan Dotson, man. He wide receiver for uh, Penn State. He is so much faster than everyone on the field. You can just see the NFL speed there. It's a lot of fun to watch. Well, that might be the only fun thing to watch when you're watching Penn State nowadays. <laughs> number one ranked Georgia is 20-point favorites at Tennessee. The number is 56 and a half. Is this just as simple as Georgia and the under? Yeah, yeah. and it's for me, it's Georgia <laughs> and the under moving forward until we okay. see them not do it. Uh, they control the pace of every game this year. This game is going to be no different. Uh, Georgia has a cupcake in the uh, FCS Char- uh, Charleston Southern. So after this game against Tennessee, so they're not looking forward to a tough matchup or anything. I think they pound Tennessee into the ground. So I would take Tennessee and take the under um, 56. It it gets a little dicey, but, you know, because I guarantee you the first half will play at a pace to go over, but then Georgia will be up and they will sit on the ball the whole fourth quarter and, and probably block a field goal or two in this game too. It's just, this is Georgia easy. Purdue at number six, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State, little as you said, a little, little close last week with Nebraska. Purdue coming off uh, another big W there. So, is there any script you can write for anything differently? And do you think last week's uh, performance from both teams is going to impact this week's wagering? Not really. Uh, I, I, it, it will. Well, I mean, it'll impact the wagering for sure because most people are on Purdue here. But mm-hmm. uh, you know. Look, Ohio State didn't beat uh, Nebraska against the spread because I picked them. We all know that, right? So we can put that to bed. Uh, but I know that Purdue's been the big game hunters, taking down number two Iowa, number three Michigan State, and they get number six Ohio State. But the Buckeyes, they got beat early against Oregon. They had their scare last week when they played Nebraska. I think this is the letdown spot for Purdue, not Ohio okay. State. I like uh, the under here because Purdue is playing tough defense this year. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be enough to slow down Ohio State, and Ohio State should be able to contain Purdue better than the other two top five teams uh, the, that the Boilermakers beat this year did. So I just I think this is an Ohio State drubbing, and uh, I'm going to take them and lay the points. All right, let's move on to Miami. Two and a half point favorites at Florida State. The number for this one is 61. Uh, neither of these teams good against the spread. Uh, so what do you do here in this one? Uh, I mean, look, uh, and I picked Miami last week and it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, both these teams suck against the spread, but I think Florida State straight up sucks. I think they're just not good, <laughs> right? Um, they, they, Miami's dealt with some injuries, but they put three straight wins together against much tougher competition than FSU has played. NC State, Pitt, Georgia Tech. Those are hard teams to beat. Miami beat them all. They're only two and a half point favorites here. I know things can get weird in a rivalry game, so I'm definitely not going to put this one in my article or anything because of the wackiness of rivalry games here, but I think Miami wins this one pretty easy. All right, Michigan State, eighth ranked at home, 13-point favorites against Maryland. 
something to prove here this week for Michigan State, you think? I think so. They got to respond after coughing up to the, their undefeated season to Purdue. In all four of Maryland's losses, they've also lost against the spread. And mm-hmm. I don't see this game being much different, uh, especially as a road game for the Terrapins. Michigan State does have the dead last passing defense in the country, 130th. Uh, oh. A lot of that is probably because teams are playing catch up against them, right? Uh, and that can't be overlooked because I've I've let it I've I've made excuses for Michigan State before with that, but Maryland is 97th in scoring defense. The Spartans should roll right over them. They should control the clock. I think this is Michigan State drubbing, um, uh, but I'm not I'm not going to put it in the leans because I do think Michigan State wins this one going away. But just understand that if Lil Tua looks good. Uh, that is the reason why, because Michigan State cannot stop anything as far as their pass game goes. This year. What about the 61 and a half in this game? I uh, play the over. Uh, I okay. play the over on that for sure. All right. Uh, next is 11th ranked Texas A&M, two and a half point favorites mm-hmm. at number 12th uh, ranked Old Miss. 55 and a half is the number. These are two teams, I guess, theoretically are close to each other. But uh, what's your take on this game? Yeah, I have this one that likes to, and I hate that I'm going to go with Texas A&M, but I think I have to. This is going to be who can control the ball and the pace of this game, I think. Uh, Texas A&M, I think, is going to control the pace of the 27th slowest pace in the country, which will pressure Ole Miss into mistakes. But Texas A&M has lost some games even in a slow pace. They controlled the pace against Arkansas and still lost that one. Uh, I mean, Arkansas plays to a slower pace too, but Arkansas is pretty flexible. We've seen them, uh, you know, play a game that goes over a hundred points and beat Texas A&M 20 to 10. So they're kind of, uh, you know, more of a switch, but uh, they controlled the pace against Arkansas. Still uh, one uh, lost that game. Uh, and then even though the game went over against Mississippi state, one of only three games for uh, Mississippi state under 50 points, they lost that one too. But the magic number here is 27. Ole Miss has lost both games that they've scored under 27 points with the injuries at uh, they got a ton of injuries at wideout. Ole Miss does Matt Corral. I don't think he's even practiced to this point this week, mm. and it's Wednesday. I think Texas A&M wins this one, uh, even as a road game, um, <clears throat> and I think they win it by more than two and a half points because I just don't think you know Ole Miss Liberty played them tough last week, so mm. they just don't have a lot of juice on offense right now with so many players hurt. TCU at 10th ranked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is 13 point favorites. 54 and a half is the number in this one. Oklahoma State good against the spread on this year. TCU not. Is this the letdown game for TCU? Absolutely letdown <laughs> spot. 100%. Okay, State 7 and 2 against the spread. TCU is 2 6 and 1. And I look, I'm just going to go ahead and doubt them again. And uh, you know, I've done this a couple times and it hasn't worked out for me, but I'm fairly confident this one is going to work out for me. The absolute letdown spot for TCU after the big win against Baylor. I'll be taking OK State here as I don't think TCU will be able to catch lightning in a bottle twice. TCU is still down their top running back, Zach Evans. I think OK State is just a much better team. They won't be looking ahead. They got Texas Tech next week. OK State in an absolute beatdown. Baylor was looking forward to this uh, Oklahoma game. So uh, I think that this is a smackdown for OK State. All right. So those are all the likes. Let's move to the leans here. And we'll start with first Oklahoma, fourth ranked in the nation, five and a half point favorites on the road at Baylor, ranked 18th coming off uh, their losses we talked about. So after that, is this where 
you know, Baylor gets checked yet again here because one would think here with fourth-ranked Oklahoma that this should be a pretty strong performance there from Oklahoma against Baylor. Again, the number is 62 and a half. So is it just as simple as that, or do you have a little bit of worry here? I mean, I don't like this game. I think it's gross. Uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> like you said, they're bad against the spread. Baylor's been pretty good against the spread outside of last week. I think that Baylor was looking past TCU, obviously. Um, the struggles that TCU has had this year, they fired their head coach. They had the first time starter in Chandler Morris, all that stuff. And they're looking forward to this game. I think this could be the week that Oklahoma gets exposed. They're nine and zero, um, but have had so many close calls. It's crazy. But statistically, this isn't the matchup to end OU streak. OU has a great passing offense. Baylor's below average in passing defense and Baylor has a great rush offense and OU defending the run is what they do best. So the matchup on paper is bad for Baylor. So I'll take Oklahoma here, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes either way. So I'll stay away from it as far as laying my own money down. Mississippi state at 16th ranked Auburn. Auburn at home is five and a half point favorites. The number is 50 in this one. I'm not a big Bo Nix guy, but do you think they could just do enough to uh, get to this five and a half number? I think you look at this and you go, this is definitely Auburn. But I think I look at this and I go, I'm taking the over for sure. 50 points. I'll take the over. Both Mm -hmm. these teams played to the under more often, but the average score, if you took the average offensive score of both these teams, this game would be a 58 point game. Defensively, it would be 46. So you're asking them to score five more points than they usually give up to SEC teams. Two SEC teams that play specifically Mississippi State much better on offense than they do on defense. So I have no idea who will win this game. Bo Nix has been playing great, but was awful against Texas A&M, which isn't a big surprise because the Aggies play good defense. You know, they beat Bama. Mississippi State has been great. Uh, They lost to Memphis, Arkansas, and LSU by a field goal, but they beat Kentucky, Vandy, and Texas A&M. The only blowout loss that they've had was to Alabama. Uh, So my prediction for this game is it'll be close. Uh, but go over Mississippi state has gone over fi- uh, 50 in six of nine games, Auburn five of nine games. So throw out the spread, play the over in this game. Well, it's what you've all been waiting for. Seventh rank Notre Dame, hmm. five and a half point favorites at Virginia. 64 and a half is the number Scott Bogman. You are the, um, the worst when it comes to Notre Dame. Let's yeah. be honest. You are the best in life. And in sports, (laughs) you're my favorite person. You know that. But in terms of Notre Dame, let's let's call what it is. It's been rough. So what do you want to do with them in week 11? You tell me. uh, I think I have to take them here. So this is going to be a lean. But uh, Virginia quarterback Brennan Armstrong is very questionable. Uh, Very, very questionable. And and even if he plays in this game, you got to assume that he's not 100%. And he's been, I mean, his name has come up in Heisman talks because he's been so good. He's a really good running quarterback, but he's been doing it passing this year. So he's been, he's had an incredible season, but uh, the whole offense revolves around him. So I would love to tell you that I'm taking Notre Dame and locking it up, but they've tortured me all year. So I'll just say, I love the under, the under 64 and a half as Brennan Armstrong has been banged up and Mm. Notre Dame, you know, they love to wait until the fourth quarter to score points. So um, <laughs> uh, g- give me give me Notre Dame and the under here. Uh, more Ooh. confident in the under for sure. You could say that about Penn State also. 
Uh, yes. But yeah, uh, I, I think the under sounds about right to me. I think I think we're pretty safe there on the under in this one. Last one in the leans, Washington State at fifth rank, Oregon. Oregon, 14-point favorites in this one, 56 and a half. Is that 14 too big of a number box? Dude, the, the Oregon is three and six against the spread. So I just really, they really haven't had an impressive game outside of the Ohio State win. Washington State isn't good, but they just beat Arizona State, who... Uh, you know, I think is better than them. They only lost to BYU by two. They beat Stanford, who beat Oregon, and really haven't been bad for the past month. You know, uh, I this is another team that they're, you know, they didn't fire their head coach, but Rolovich, you know, refused to do the vaccine stuff and federal jobs, so he got canned. Uh, another team that responded after their coach left. I think that Oregon should beat the crap out of Wazoo, but that's just not how these games have been going for them. So uh, I'm going to take Washington State, but I'm going to put this in the leans for sure. Uh, I, I go over 56 and a half is what I would say. All right. Last one here. Uh, actually, no, wait. That's that it. is the last one. That yeah. is the last one. I thought we had one more, but we don't. My goodness, time flies when you're having fun, Scott Bogman. But if right. you need more college football, make sure you head over to bettingpros.com. We've got all the consensus lines there from all the different houses, so you can make all of your wagers in different places and get the best possible odds you can get anywhere. And, of course, you can also check out all of Scott Bogman's write-up every week for the college football slate over on bettingpros.com as well. And follow him on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P., We'll see you next time, kids.